0: As you likely saw in the media, uh, over the Christmas weekend, we experienced exceptionally challenging weather conditions across our operating footprint, including a -a once-in-a-generation blizzard within our New York service territory. It's no exaggeration to say that Winter Storm Elliott wreaked havoc on our region, which is particularly noteworthy given that our region is no stranger to big snowstorms. I want to thank all of our employees who went above and beyond the call of duty to keep our system running safely. Our region needed us to deliver, and the National Fuel Team was up to the challenge. Whether it was dealing with freeze-offs at Seneca's Wells, keeping our midstream compressor stations operational, or assuring, or assuring the gas supply was adequate and emergency calls were responded to at the utility, I'm very proud of the effort of our entire National Fuel Team. This storm highlights the importance of resilient weather-hardened infrastructure. Less reliable, but critical energy sources faltered as tens of thousands of customers throughout our service ter- territory were without power at some point during the holiday weekend. Across social media and anecdotally, uh, people expressed their appreciation for natural gas service as they huddled around natural gas fireplaces to stay warm, continued to use natural gas stoves for food preparation, and in many cases used natural gas generators to run furnaces, appliances, or to power entire homes. Against this backdrop, uh, it's astonishing that New York State policymakers are unwavering in their push for a rapid transformation to a predominantly electric future powered primarily by intermittent wind and solar. In December of last year, the state's Climate Action Council finalized its scoping plan as required by the Climate Act that was enacted in 2019. If adopted as written, the scoping plan would remake the way energy is produced, distributed, and consumed in most every element of the state economy. The breadth of what's contemplated is truly remarkable. On the demand side, the scoping plan would have New Yorkers electrify almost everything at any cost. This will cause the demand for electricity to skyrocket. Electrifying just the space heating demand in our service territory would require a near quadrupling of the electric grid. On the supply side, the scoping plan foresees this increased demand for electricity being met almost entirely with new wind and solar generation. The scale of what's required is truly unprecedented. Currently, there's approximately two gigawatts of wind and solar capacity in the state, which was installed over the course of the last two decades. To meet its targets, the state will need to install, on average, more than four gigawatts of of wind and solar every year for each of the next 18 years. Stop and think about that. It's taken us decades to get to our current two gigawatts of capacity, but we'll somehow be able to build double that amount each and every year for the next two decades. While many might consider that incredibly aggressive, the scoping plan sees it as a sure thing. And even if the more than 80 gigawatts of wind and solar is built as planned, uh, there will still be as much as a 45 gigawatt shortfall in winter electric generation that cannot be met with existing technologies. Then you have to consider the cost to build the electric transmission infrastructure needed to deliver these increasing power supplies. And utilities will need to make unprecedented investments in system modernization to upgrade electric service in our neighborhoods and address critical grid constraints that exist across our region today all of which will almost certainly cause electric prices in new york to climb sharply on top of that consumers will bear the cost of converting which could be as much as fifty thousand dollars per household within our within our service territory those costs could be crippling with the median income In Erie County at just over $62,000 and well below that level in the city of Buffalo. Despite all of this, the scoping plan urges policies to encourage a rapid transformation by specific dates that aren't tied to any reliability milestones. This is an incredibly irresponsible approach. It makes no sense to mandate the electrification of space heating in western New York when it's uncertain the necessary power and electric infrastructure will be there to meet the increased demand for electricity that will result. Instead, the state should embrace a more reasoned approach to the energy transition, one that sets electrification targets that are linked to generation and reliability milestones, while also continuously evaluating the cost effectiveness of these actions and their impact on customer affordability. And I could see it happening in phases. In the near term, uh, the focus should be on proving that wind and solar can be built at the pace contemplated by the scoping plan. And during that period, uh, consumers should be free to electrify based on their preferences, uh, but there shouldn't be a mandate to do so. Uh, And in the meantime, policymakers should encourage no-regret solutions like energy efficiency and improved building insulation, both of which will be required regardless of the energy used in the home and workplace. It should also scale existing technologies like renewable natural gas that can achieve significant emissions reductions now and it should support research and development for new technologies like hydrogen, which will be critical for hard decarbonized sectors of the economy. Once we're satisfied that the wind and solar contemplated is feasible, uh, the state can then move on to another phase, uh, where it encourages hybrid solutions for heating uh, at a pace that's consistent with the build-out of generation. Our own Pathways study has shown that by including a hybrid approach to heating in all-of-the-above energy strategy, emissions from our system can be reduced by more than the 85% called for in the New York climate legislation. And most importantly, by continuing to leverage the natural gas system, this approach is far less costly and goes a long way to ensuring energy reliability in the winter when it's needed most. Only once the state has developed a cost-effective solution to the 45 gigawatt in winter generation capacity should it even consider moving to full electrification. Based on current technologies, That's likely many decades away. Again, forcing electrification before reliability is assured is an incredibly risky proposition. Imagine enduring a winter storm with no heat or no reliable means of transportation. The administration in Albany acknowledges the scoping plan is not a legally binding document. Rather, it's intended to serve as a blueprint for the future of energy in the state. The laws and regulations to achieve that blueprint will be written in the months and years to come. We will be proactive in urging legislators and policymakers to forego the scoping plan's risky, all-in approach that tries to do everything all at once, yet still falls dangerously short, and instead embrace a more incremental, all-of-the-above approach that sets realistic targets based on existing technologies and builds upon them as technologies improve.